Do you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or pain in your feet and legs? It could be caused by something as simple and common as a vitamin B1 deficiency. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a solution for low B1, Zobria by O'Share Health. Zobria is a safe, effective, and clinically proven nutritional supplement containing a high-potency bioactive form of vitamin B1, which has been shown to reverse symptoms caused by low B1 with no side effects. Low B1 causes your nerve cells in your feet and legs to stop functioning properly. may also contribute to forgetfulness, loss of mental focus, fatigue, and loss of appetite. Restoring proper B1 levels has been shown to reverse these symptoms. You can get Zobria now with new lower pricing, risk-free, by going to Z-O-B-R-I-A dot com or by calling 1-855-ZOBRIA-8. That's Zobria.com or 1-855-962-7428. Get 20% off the new lower price with coupon code Hoffman at checkout plus free shipping. Zobria.com. Vitamin B1 perfected. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today with Layla Mutant, it's our weekly Q&A with Layla, the first of 2022. Keep saying it, 2022. The president got it wrong, but we're going to get it right. It is 2022. <laughs> he says. The, the key is writing, writing 2022 on checks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I saw a cute cartoon that was like, it was a bunch of uh, these uh, cavemen standing around saying, uh, one said, um, I keep writing uh, a Stone Age instead of Bronze Age on my checks. <laughs> 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 so there you go. Uh, cute. All right. So, uh, yeah. So a very happy new year to all of you. Uh, it's a little bit yes. of a different uh, broadcast for us because usually uh, we broadcast face-to-face, but uh, we're doing it over Skype today because um, most of our uh, visits this week uh, have been uh, over phone and Zoom because, uh, there's, in case you haven't noticed, there's a pandemic going on. <laughs> I think lots of people, especially in New York, are wary of uh, going uh, out into the contagion. So uh, here we be uh, talking over the uh, over the Skype line, uh, which works just fine for me. And uh, it is uh, quite a, quite a 2022. You know, so far, uh, so many people that I know, and so many of our patients are coming down with COVID. And, it's true. And, and the yeah. unique situation, Layla, is that uh, so many of them have been vaccinated and even boosted. And mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're not, the vast majority of them, they're not that terribly sick, but it packs, it still packs a wallop, even for the ones who are vaccinated. I mean, it is a, you know, a moderate yeah. to severe cold slash flu. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're nursing some people along via, Skype and via phone calls and via emails yes. uh, to help so ease their uh, passage. <clears throat> but you know what I what I try to do is I try to when I talk to them I try to finish on an upbeat note uh, note with them because as much misery as they may ex- be experiencing, uh, I reassure them that this may be the best thing that could happen to them because they are now 
they now have hybrid immunity. Uh, they have both yeah. the whatever benefits of the vaccine uh, and booster, uh, in addition to the natural immunity to the entire virus, not just the spike protein, but the nucleocapsid uh, material that surrounds uh, the business end of the virus, the RNA uh, that codes for spike and so on and so on. So uh, that's, uh, the, you know, the context. Uh, you know, the, what perplexes me at this time, and I think it's an open question, Layla, is yeah. uh, how much, you know, we, we say, I mean, a lot of people say, well, you know, thank goodness you were vaccinated because uh, you, you, you know, you would have been so much worse. You could have died. But mm. we don't know yes. because uh, how much of this is due to the uh, reduced virulence of Omicron, which now is the predominant variant, and how much is due mm -hmm. to the fact that people have um, uh, some degree of residual immunity from perhaps even from a prior infection, you know, that they might yeah. have had early in 2020 when the pandemic began. Uh, it's really unclear. And, uh, you know, so I, th I think this is, is worthy of investigation, but I, th I think the facts will begin to emerge uh, this year as to, uh, you know, is are the vaccines making a big difference? Uh, is it the reduced severity of the Omicron or combination of both? It doesn't appear that people are dying in droves. Uh, I think death rates Thank are... Death rates are ticking up a little bit, admittedly, but very, very slightly and way out of proportion to the uh, millions and millions of people who are coming down with uh, COVID this, 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 you know, this holiday season. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And the other thing about it is, you know, the, here's the there are the official tallies of cases. Vastly underestimating the number of cases, because how many people mm. out there? are right now, you know, perhaps even listening to this, they're recovering from what seems for all the world like a bad cold or flu. And they didn't bother to get tested or they couldn't even obtain test kits. They're hard to get. Or they felt like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go outside. I feel crummy. I'm not going to go stand in line for an hour and a half in the cold, in the rain. Exactly. And especially uh, in the rain. Yeah. yeah. To get it, to get a, a test here or in, or in the snow, in the north, in the, it, it, because the snow is in in a lot of the southern states, you know, in Tennessee and in uh, Virginia, in Washington D.C., and so uh, you know this may be the very tip of the iceberg of Omicron, where not millions but tens of millions of people have been affected. Uh, that may ultimately be, be a good thing, you know, conferring immunity on a on a this this may be the 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 silver lining to the cloud. Um, yeah. It also remains to be seen, you know, how many of the people who have Omicron will have what's called long COVID, which is a concern because, okay, fine, you don't die from COVID. But the concern is, okay, you get COVID, but will you have like these bad things? Will you have like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, neurological problems? Will you have brain fog? Will you have, uh, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome? Uh, all this kind of stuff. One thing that yeah. differentiates it is it appears that uh, this thing of loss of taste and smell it's not happening. Mm -hmm. It's very different. It's very different, this, yes. this bug. Yeah. So, uh, most people are not reporting loss of taste and smell. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, uh, and, uh, you know, it, 
I, some of the politicians are doubling down. It's like, oh, let's hurry up and get the vaccine. You know, it's like a lot of people are saying, well, wait a minute. I did get the vaccine. I listened to you. I even got boosted. Yes. So how come I still got it? <laughs> you know, yes. It's like a little bit of a loss. And how come I still got it and it got this bad? Yeah, yeah. And I feel this bad. Yeah, I'm not in the hospital, but it got this bad. Well, yeah. Good I mean, questions. I guess it's some consolation and, you know, but then I, I you know, and then with the schools, uh, you know, even I think, uh, you know, some of the people who were mostly supporting school lockdowns are saying, oh, we shouldn't have school lockdowns because it's bad for the kids. Suddenly we realize it's bad for the kids. People have been saying that since early 2020, you know, that the kids, yes. you know, uh, are more likely to get infected at home and that they're not the causal agents of the pandemic and that they're very unlikely to get uh, four plus sick. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think we're seeing a, a, shall we say, if not a crumbling of the predominant narrative, a crack in the wall of the narrative at the very least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, and uh, I think people are scrambling to uh, uh, modify their positions. Uh, some are doubling down. They're saying, oh, forget those masks. The masks aren't good. You need it. Everybody needs to be, wear an N95 mask. Well, number one, we don't have enough, enough N95 you, masks. You, you will fall down from lack of oxygen. That yeah. is not a good record. Pretty not for walking around. Pretty uncomfortable. <clears throat> That's meant Pretty for operating rooms. Right. Pretty We're uncomfortable. Standing in a cold room. But here's the solution. Here's the solution. Yeah. Uh, is and they've cut. This is a, a a a true innovation. The social distance zapper. It's an actual product. Uh, I have a picture <laughs> of it here, and what it entails is, and you can buy it. Online, it just costs eleven dollars. It kind of looks like a car antenna, but at the business end of it, you, there's a battery. You know, like a couple of double A batteries, and it says, "Watch with wonder as the social distance zapper extends from one foot folded." It's kind of like a uh, like a selfie stick uh, to five yeah. feet extended. Keep the anti maskers at bay. <laughs> <laughs> with just three oh just try that in new york yeah uh -huh. it is impossible to social distance right yeah but also like somebody's <laughs> gonna poke me with one of these antenna things and give me a deliver an electric yeah. shock to me because i got too close to them uh, uh -huh. it's called assault salt yeah. and batteries right exactly so uh yeah i don't know that's gonna work but it that's a real deal <laughs> Uh, we can post a picture yeah. of that on our website. Uh, the other thing is, do you realize um, 2022 has a particular significance? Uh, that it, oh, do you ever Betty? see the movie Soylent Green? Do you see that movie? I haven't. Okay, Soylent Green is a, uh, you know, for those who haven't seen it, it's a, it's a 1980s movie with Charlton Heston. Uh, it was the last movie in which Edgar, uh, Ro Edgar G. Robinson uh, appeared, you know, at the very end of his life. And uh, it's a dystopian movie, uh, 1973, by the way, uh, wow. which, uh, you know, talks about how it's a dystopian society and everybody is eating this gunk that's supposedly harvested from algae. But it turns out uh, what they do is they actually uh, enhance the protein value of Soylent Green by taking people uh, who newly deceased 
uh, and actually encouraging them to die young so they can contribute their protein to the Soylent Green factories. Um, the year, wow. the future year in which it takes place is, wait for it, 2022. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And we're almost there because uh, Bill Gates wants us to go vegan and has purchased a lot of farmland in the U.S. to raise his soy products, uh, GMO soy, which will go into meat substitutes, more and more ingenious ways of packaging uh, vegetarian food as a uh, facsimile to meat uh, to save the planet. And to prevent people from dying of heart disease, because we know that eating meat kills you. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, he drinks so much Diet Coke every day. He is pickled in formaldehyde. There he's going to live forever in his grave. Yep, uh, I'm sure he's got. <laughs> I'm sure he's got a whole team working on it, uh, an immortality team. Uh, but anyway, for the rest of us, uh, it's going to be Soylent Green <laughs> going forward in 2022. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a bunch of questions. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. I'm glad to see that uh, you all have been very active in sending us uh, questions. They are grist for the mill for this podcast. Uh, but before we get to your questions, oh, give us a preview, Layla, of what we're going to tackle. Oh, I'm 78 years old with thinning hair and itchy scalp. Okay, but first... This message from one of our sponsors. Listen up. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you in 2022. So radio program at AOL.com gets you into Q&A with Layla. And our first question is about itchy scalp, right? Yes, this is from Dorothy. Hi, I'm a 78-year-old female. My hair has always been thick. But in the last two or so years, my scalp has been itchy at times, but only in certain spots. And I've noticed a lot of hair loss. I've been using tea tree oil, several drops in my shampoo, but while it lessens the itching for a few days at least, my hair continues to fall out. I asked the doctor, and she said to go to see a dermatologist, which I haven't, but I have Hashimoto's, chronic Lyme. Is there any way to stop the itching and the hair loss? Oh. You think it sounds fungal, Dr. Hoffman? Well, you know, I, I think you need a, um, a diagnosis uh, because yeah. uh, the use of tea tree oil on the scalp, it, it is an antifungal, but it'll only be 
effective if indeed this is a fungal infection of the scalp. You know, the the uh, principle by which Nizarel shampoo works on dandruff is because Nizarel is an antifungal medication. Uh, so uh, a natural antifungal is tea tree oil, but tea tree oil is rather strong and it could be an irritant to the scalp. So I would get yeah. a diagnosis to see what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. You know, many causes for uh, uh, scalp uh, flaking, uh, some of which are, are fungal, some of which, you know, related to nutrients, lack of essential fatty acids, lack of zinc uh, can result in... Which is uh, very dry scalp in cold weather. Yeah, uh, and, that, and right, that too. Uh, as you age, of course, you're more predisposed to these types of problems. Um, we did have a young man who has an unusual uh, autoimmune type of scalp problem. Uh, who came yeah. to us, uh, actually, he, he was, it's been about a year since he saw us, and he came back, and his scalp is much better. Uh, we improved his diet, we gave him zinc, and we gave him omega-3 fatty acids, and he's been dutifully following that program, and his scalp is quite a lot better. Um, another thing that uh, is helpful for uh, this type of scalp problem, if it's autoimmune, is I think low-dose naltrexone. It's been actually shown mm. to be helpful uh, in some <coughs> limited studies. Uh, of uh, scalp problems, yeah. uh, scalp dryness problems. It has to be prescribed. And so uh, we have a few of our patients on that. They've had uh, you know, sometimes good results with that. Uh, that's a plausible therapy. Uh, biotin is another nutrient that's associated with uh, cradle cap in infants, which is a flaky skin mm. uh, problem, a flaky scalp problem. Uh, which a lot of a lot of little kids have that, by the way. Cradle cap is really common, and uh, mm -hmm. I think it has to do with an immature immune system. Uh, but it, biotin deficiency can also cause it. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's so. But I think it would be important to get a diagnosis. She needs a diagnosis. But uh, of note, I think is that she does have some autoimmunity. She has Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune problem. Yes. And so you know, I would uh, look at that. Uh, the chronic Lyme disease, uh, I mean, I don't know how that might conspire to make her hair or her scalp worse, but it can create, I guess, inflammation and autoimmunity in the body, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, um, I think that there's the prospect for relief, but first let's obtain a diagnosis, you know, if necessary, uh, via biopsy to see what actually is causing yeah. it. Yeah, Dorothy. Yes, we want you to feel better soon. Mm -hmm. And thank you for the question. Yep. We have a comment here from from Gabby. Yep. I hope this finds you well. Recent research suggests too much regular strenuous activity can actually shorten lifespan. When weights feel too heavy, they probably are. And doing high-intensity interval training workouts too often can hinder mitochondrial functioning and increase insulin resistance. That is doing it too often. You know, mm -hmm. there, there is a, there is a diminishing returns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. One of the key reasons why we age is that the protective caps at the end of our chromosomes called telomeres shorten over time when they fully disintegrate, it causes our DNA to become damaged and therefore our cells to stop replicating. Another reason is that our cells have divided a maximum amount of times. They turn into zombie-like senescent cells that prevent the regeneration of new cells. 
With recent technological advancement, data analysis now exists that can help stop this from happening at a natural speed. What are your thoughts mm. on well, this, Dr. The, these, these thoughts occur to me uh, frequently. Uh, you know, for example, while I'm out on a triathlon course and, you know, I'm out there and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm soon to be 70 years old. And uh, sometimes I ask myself, you know, what am I doing out here? <laughs> You know, is this, is this necessarily good or I mean, just like an old guy trying to, you know, do uh, exploits which are not age appropriate and not beneficial for me? Uh, so, you know, clearly uh, there's a, you know, there, there's several elements of wear and tear that are associated with exercise. I mean, there's certainly the element of uh, potential injury, you know, uh, discompression, uh, joint uh you know, inflammation, uh, you know, the, the usual things that athletes get from overuse. But there's also this notion that notion that um, when you uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, pushing an engine into the red zone. You know, you, you, most cars have uh, these indicators that, you know, you never see the needle go over into the red because you usually, yeah. you know, especially in New York, you can never. <laughs> you can never get up speed, you know, maybe on a straightaway True. highway in Arizona or Wyoming or something, you can, you know, really floor it. But, uh, you know, it's it shows that the engine is, you know, stressed and overheated. <laughs> and similarly, uh, the body has that potential. Uh, there are studies that suggest that, um, it, it, that they're conflicting. That studies that show that even the very highest levels of exercise uh, induce beneficial changes in metabolism uh, and in methylation, which is uh, a marker for aging. You know, we talked, yes. uh, and we will soon talk to uh, Dr. Carrick Fitzgerald. That's a podcast that we recorded before the new year, but it'll be published this month about what's called the Horvath Aging Clock. And a study that she did on, on lifestyle in relationship to the Horvath aging, aging Clock. So the question is, you know, will really high-level excessive exercise uh, uh, have diminishing returns? Or is there an endless vista of how beneficial exercise is? You know, the more the better. And I, this is actually one of the big controversies in exercise physiology, particularly as it pertains to older individuals. And I've, I've sought to sort of moderate my exercise, making it more consistent and not doing, uh, you know, enormous, exhausting things. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think, I think it is, you know, work within your capacity, but also challenge yourself. And, you know, there is this expression, it's better to burn out than to rust out. If you, if you know. Yeah what the analogy refers to is that, you know, it's also not good to just coddle yourself and sit around because then aging will proceed at a rapid, more rapid rate. So, uh, you know, I think this person has, it's a Goldilocks. It is precisely. Yeah. And, and the other problem is, you know, you have to find your own sweet zone. Well, for a lot of people, their sweet zone is like, I'm tired. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to do yeah. anything today, but sometimes you have to kick yourself in the rear and say, get out there, do it, you know, even if, and you, you'll feel better. Yeah. True that. 
So, Gabby, thank you for your thank you for your for your thoughts. And, and by and by, this will be this will be a theme that will develop in 2022 because we want to talk to some exercise uh, experts about this important subject. So we're gonna we're gonna bring it up uh, in from many perspectives on a radio program. Uh, on podcasts, you know, talking to uh, important guests. And, uh, you know, it, it's not uh, it's not binary. It's not a yes or no answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. All right. We've got a question here from Cindy uh, about cooking with olive oil and high temperatures. I enjoy receiving your emails. I often see recipes using olive oil with oven temps of 400 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm under the impression that unless the oil has a high smoke point like avocado oil, the oil becomes unhealthy and produces toxic fumes and harmful free radicals. And after careful online research, I find a 50-50 pro and con to cooking olive oil in a 400-degree oven. So I'm asking you, the experts, what oils do you recommend when cooking and baking at temperatures at 400 degrees and above? Well, now, here's the thing. Cindy, this is an excellent question because I know that we've been advised in the past not to use olive oil under high heat temps, but that's been reevaluated. Yep, thank you. And here's why that olive oil, yeah, Here's why olive oil is less prone to oxidation. Vegetable oils, commonly, these polyunsaturated vegetable oils, they have a lot of of links in their molecular structure where there are double bonds. And it causes not a flat or linear molecular structure, but kind of uh, aried and broken, which makes it very volatile under high heat cooking. Olive oil is monounsaturated. It's only got that one double mm-hmm. bond. So it will be much more stable under high heat cooking. Mm-hmm. But another reason that olive oil is less prone to oxidation is its beneficial polyphenols and the tocopherols, which are acting to protect the oil from oxidation. And this is why, Cindy, you can use olive oil in a high temperature oven mm-hmm. I, I would it will agree be more and, beneficial and you know who's also yeah. uh, come in with that perspective I'm, I'm not sure you're aware of it but uh, we have a sponsor they're, they're a seasonal sponsor so I, I don't think they're on right now but they they come back usually in spring um, TJ Robinson who is the uh, the uh, developer of the fresh pressed olive oil.com uh club it's the fresh pressed olive oil yeah. club uh he he says exactly what you're saying and this is also not just you know him promoting olive oil this is his experience as a, a chef because he started out as a chef and he's also traveled all over the world and talked to olive oil experts and uh gastronomes as they're called you know people who are study culinary arts and they believe that you can lightly saute in olive oil you know which i used to think was an uh, you know uh, like abhorrent you know it's like oh you're you damage this virgin olive oil you'll 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 strip it of its benefits 
I mean, as long as it's not smoking, your, your oil should never smoke. Let's put it that way. Your oil should no. never smoke. Yeah. But you can heat and you can put a little, uh, you know, browning on something. Um, you know, say you're you're making an omelet or something like that and you want a little little browning on that in an olive oil pan. Um, that That's okay. I mean, you're sauteing some vegetables, yeah. so, you know, for your veggie omelet in the olive oil, mm-hmm. that's okay. And that, that will, the temperature will reach, uh, you know, probably equivalent to 400 in a saute pan, in a cast iron saute pan. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, whenever I'm roasting vegetables in the oven, and it's usually at 400 yeah. or even 425, but typically 400, I will toss them around in salt, pepper, olive oil, maybe some rosemary, yeah. maybe some thyme, yeah. but not a whole lot. You know, I don't want these vegetables to be soggy, right? Yeah, and all that in the oven. I want them coated lightly and roasting, yes, nicely in the oven, and they come out beautiful. Yep, they come out beautifully. And and the nice thing about that is you make a a batch of that on a on a cookie sheet, and you've got it for you know to uh, adorn whatever meal or salad. Uh, yes. for the rest of the week because it keeps that way. I mean, that's also what you, you know, you got it does. you got a pepper that's starting to shrivel, you know, you just saute it up and it'll saute it, cook it up. Yep. Roast it in the oven or saute it up. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, I think those are among the tips <laughs> that you gave people in a recent article, which was like, you know, kind of quick and dirty cooking, uh, advice. I don't know what you called it, but. Yes. Yes. For, you know, cooking for people who don't have time. Yeah. Or the inclination. Yep. And hey, you know, sometimes you're allowed to not feel inclined. It's all right. <laughs> exactly. But it's like the, the quick and dirty method of cooking and it's and it's good food. The results are good. I right. do it all the time. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Good point. I wish to pause because as our listeners know, regular listeners, uh, we divide our podcast into two parts. So uh, give us a little bit of a preview of what we're going to talk about in part two. Yeah, Lucy asks, would it, be, would it be beneficial to add electrolytes to my water? Okay, interesting question. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutant. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, our very first for 2022. A happy new year to all of you and your families. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. <laughs> 